And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hi, Ryan. What up, Joe? It's nice talking to you, even though we spent the uh, last couple ten days together. A couple of ten days. A couple of five-daysers. Yeah, it was nice. It was yeah. very nice. I miss you already. I know. I have all those songs in my head still. I mean, that's normal, though. Um, well, I'm, uh, I am got to say I'm happy I did it. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, I thought it was great exercise for me. Uh, mentally and spiritually and physically and technically those songs aren't easy um, but why did I wind up playing drums in Man Man what the hell happened 
Why did Why did it take twenty years? Why did it take twenty years? Yeah. What 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 the What the fuck happened? That's the bigger question. I think I think it took you having to grow your hair out before you oh, felt comfortable. No. Is my hair my new asset? Yeah. Oh. But, yeah, why? I watched Chris play for years, and then everyone... I have only seen Dylan and Chris. No, that's not true. You you saw you saw Tom play at South Oh, Park. God, the very first show. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so first, I've seen... very first drummer. Yeah. I've seen three drummers play. I guess that first show was the, uh, the thing that made me fall in love with Man Man, as I've told you a thousand times. Um, and then Chris, for years with Mad Man and Ma Modest Mouse... Um, and then Dylan and, but why? Tell me why. Give me your thoughts. Just give me spiritual reasons or real reasons. You know, I felt, I felt like, uh, you know, the fellas needed an injection of Joe starchy plumber in their lives. Oh, um, okay. To remind, to remind, to remind them why, uh, why I play music, you know, it's, it's, it's mostly because of you. You've extended the lifespan of this band. Cool. That's yeah. interesting. That's an interesting thought. And uh, you've introduced pickleball to all of our lives. So that's all right. Well, who are the fellas in Man Man right now? Give me a description of all these cats. There's we have Kevin, uh, mature Kevin Riggin. Uh, he plays. Uh, he's been in. He's been in the band with me since uh, the solo record. Honus Honus. Oh yeah. I first saw him at a stand-up show uh, in a backyard here in California, in Los Angeles. So we became friends, and I asked Kevin if he knew how to play bass, and he said no, but he played guitar. So then he picked up a bass and started playing bass for Honus Honus Band. Uh, legally had to go by Honus Honus for a while. And then, uh, you know, when I started working on the next Man Man record, I had him come over to my writing space and he asked if he should bring his clarinet. And that's the first time I ever heard that he played a clarinet. He never brought that up in three years of playing with me. Mm -hmm. So that day I made him go uh, rent to buy a bass clarinet. And <laughs> he started playing clarinet and he learned how to play marimba and he learned how to play trumpet. And he's just kind of my super utility guy. He's incredible. And he picked up all these instruments to uh, play with Man Man. Cool. And then there's Sam, uh, Cheesy Ten Sack Small. Mm -hmm. um, he plays guitar and sings. and He can play a lot of different instruments, but he chooses to only play guitar with me, which is very lazy. But uh, <laughs> but he also, oh, he plays melodica too. But yeah, Sam, he's, an, he's probably one of my favorite guitar players I've ever played with. Yeah, he's a ripper. He's a country boy from Boston. Yeah, he's a country boy from Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts. He is very country. <laughs> And there's my San Diego lad, Harry uh, Eggs Foster. Mm -hmm. Someone actually got uh, the name Eggs tattooed on them because Harry wrote it on their leg. Oh, that's cute. Or torso. We couldn't. Yeah, we couldn't believe they actually did that, but they did. Yeah. Um, and ha and Harry, I first met Harry because he played upright bass on the Man Man record on a couple songs. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when Cyrus departed, Harry kind of slid into that utility role and he plays bass and keyboards and synths and stuff. Sings, plays little piano. Uh, and then you're missing one other person. The most important. Oh, Joe. No, 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 Joe no, 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 no. The most important person for the tour. Oh, yes, yes. Adam Halford. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. A Adam's a good, 
bud of mine, he plays drums in uh in islands and he has his own his own band, American Tomahawk. And he also releases records under his own name, Adam Halferty. And uh I've known Adam a long time and we we're in a movie together called Woe, W-O-E. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Have no expectations, and you'll love it. Uh, and then uh, we're currently trying to get another movie made for the two of us to All be right. in. And he's great guy, great guy. And last day, last day of tour on the drive back, his uh, his his little dog started having That's puppies. That's right. How many are there now? There's five of them, and they're Italian greyhounds, little ones. They're cute, really cute. Cute, cute, cute. I think if uh, uh, DM me if you want a puppy, I think he um, wants to find good homes I, for yeah, them. I think, yeah, in California, and and please don't feed them to your pit That's bull. right. Um, okay. Or you, or Pitbull the artist. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, good point. Um, let, I want to play a little something from my uh, audio tour diary. Uh, I'm going to play a lot of things, but the first thing let's let's get a little insight on uh, who Kevin is. Day one, Kevin. Oh, oh no! Uh, it's bad. What are we looking at? Sickness. A sickness. Yeah. How many bags do you have? Too too many. Clearly. You know what? But I'm incredibly organized. Yeah, you are. You yeah, have a lot of bags. You have seven bags. I keep a day toiletry bag separate from my toothbrush. Kevin has a lot of bags. He's very organized. That was yeah, that know, was the first yeah. first morning I went. I um met you all, and uh, you guys were discuss. He had seven bags laid out on the table. I thought that was a good introduction of personality for me. That's seven that we saw. That's right. You Good know, point. He, he's he's bag cessed. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know this until until Sam, he and Sam uh, have lived together over the pandemic, and uh, I, I had no idea that he was so obsessed with bags. And then once Sam told me, I started noticing that when we go on tour uh, at gas stations, anywhere we stop, Kevin would be looking at bags <laughs> and buying bags, and so. He has bags inside of bags inside of his main bag. There's so many bags. I mean, I should have known because the first time we toured in Mister, oh, in my in the solo Honus Honus. Yeah. He. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm sorry, Kevin, for telling people, but he was. He would sleep with his bags next to him in bed, hmm. like they would be lined up like a body next to him and, he, and they would spoon his body. I'm not making this up. That's very weird. And and I think I put the fear of theft in him so badly that when we leave the room, he would lock, he would like chain his bags to either the bed or a radiator. So no one would steal his bags and he would have locks on his bags. <laughs> so, okay. so, so that like, so I'm not lying. This is fucking so true. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm impressed. I wasn't terribly impressed with uh, his bags and bags because I spent um, a lot of time with a certain bass player of a certain band called Modest Mouse, who uh, Eric would buy bags and bags to carry his bags. I, I, yeah, that's, it's wild. That's neat. Um, <laughs> He's so, a Russian nesting doll. Oh, that's cute. Um, that day we played in Flagstaff. And uh, that was our first show. You uh, lied yeah. to your band about the venue being a different venue than last time because you had such a terrible time. 
And uh, we showed up and it was the same venue and you confessed that that was a fib. I thought that was a great uh, joke, but also practical morale um, raising maneuver. So nice move. And then we played the show, my first show. And um, I don't, it didn't go very well to be expected, but I was also curious as to what you guys thought. So the next morning I put you all on the spot and you're you're leaving something out though. What am I leaving out? What happened that night at the hotel when we were all just hanging out outside? And oh yeah, we played the show and we went back to the hotel as you as you do. And um, we were all standing out front talking. And Ryan was with us for one second, and then he said, "I'll be right back." And then we looked up in the window on the fourth story, and Ryan was. It looked like he was stuck to his window like a gecko in or his Garfield. Uh... A Garfield sticky. Or a Garfield sticky in his underpants. Why did you do that? Was that even your room? Oh, yeah. They let me do that in that room. I was really surprised. I knocked on the door. (laughs) This couple. uh, Oh, yeah. That was my room, I think. I can't remember. Yeah. It was so long ago. You know, 12 days ago. It's a nice image. uh, Yeah. Yeah, we were down there hanging out in Sam's Sam's bar. That's what Mm -hmm. we call Hanging out in front of the hotel. Yeah, that's it's usually cute, the man. Mark the Mark Henkel uh, bar, but it's it's Sam's bar. And yeah. uh, we were drinking beers, and I saw that window, and it was the only window open and illuminated. So I thought, I got to take advantage of this sucker. Mm-hmm. So I went upstairs and I took off my clothes. I wanted to get totally naked, but I thought, eh, someone might walk by and I might get in trouble. The image is pretty good. And we had a contest. We had a caption contest for it, and someone won. And I have to send them the banana. Um. So, so that was night one. And uh, again, not great performance on my end, but I guess you not were a nightmare. Fine. You were fine. Let's hear. You let's were... hear what they said. I recorded it. Uh oh. All right. All right. I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. One sentence review of the first show. One sentence. Yeah, yes. you're you're being recorded. So uh, I want you to first identify yourself. Are you ready for your review? This is Harry Eggs Foster. The venue was improved, but not nearly enough. It was loose. Who's that? Honus. A flight of fancy. What's oh, your name again? I'm, I'm Sam Small. All right, Sam. Could, what, could you give that a review again? Yeah, I would call it a, a flight of fancy. Wow. Wow. Uh, my yeah, name's but, yeah. my name's Kevin Riggin. Uh, it was very fun, and uh, the first brick in a long path of loving music. Wow. No critical reviews of the drumming yet, but we're just starting the drive. Can we get the driver to review without crashing? Further and further and further. Adam, could you give us a introduce yourself and give us a one Oh, yeah. Adam Halfordy here. Uh, the show was... Uh, <laughs> this is Honus, civilian name Ryan Kadner. The show uh, made me stand mostly naked in a hotel window last night. I wasn't really surprised. All right, Ryan, that was a review of show one. Everyone was very nice to me. Um, I don't think that was passive aggressive with you yelling that it was loose, but it was loose. No. No, I don't no, think so. Loose is fun. Loose is fun, man. Right. So we headed we headed uh, to 
I think Albuquerque next for our second show. And um, this isn't going to be about uh, show reviews, but I am going to play one more because there's some interesting stuff in this show review. Show two in Albuquerque. Let's listen to this. Show two review. Sam, show two. Show two had a certain fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants energy that I very much enjoyed. There was something wild about it, something raucous about it, and all in all, it felt it felt really good. Honus. It was cool, because uh, Joe didn't have a suit, so he decided to dress like he was in a 1980s Paul Simon video. Or he was playing in the G.E. Smith band and it was a great energy that the show was lacking Hi, this is Harry Foster. During the performance Ryan Katner, aka Honus Honus, left the stage to order himself one burrito Albuquerque, New Mexico on a Wednesday night the air was crisp, the rock was rocking (laughs) So I, that's my that's good review because you said my suit, which was a really you can call me Al vibe. I was embarrassed about it, but you said it brought some energy, so that's the best review I could get. But more importantly, have you ever ordered food mid show before? I don't think so. I think uh, you know, guilty as charged. That's yeah, that been my first time. I saw an opening <laughs> and I went for it. Did you get that burrito that night? I think I did, actually. It was cold, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't great. Yeah. I ordered mine three times. Guess how many burritos I got? Zero burritos. Zero, remember? But you went and got me one from the truck. I did. It was a very, you know, you deserve more than one burrito from a truck, but that's all. It was delicious. Um, All right. So, next couple drives were long, and... um, On those long drives, if people haven't done that in a van with a band, there is a surprisingly long amount of silence, and then people just spurt weird things out or uh, bring up strange questions. And uh, I have a couple examples of what people do when they're on that long drive. Age old question as we pass by these wind farms out the window, Joe, in in western Texas. What's the worst form of punishment? Tied to one of the ends of one of the uh, little fronds or tied to the middle? What would you prefer? Middle. Middle, I think. Yeah, you just pass out. Yeah. Sam, what do you think? I think the ends. I would would prefer the longer journey and the slower rotation. Um, (laughs) I think it would be like a carousel. Not a carousel, the other one. <laughs> the other carousel? The tilt world No, no, the, the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. You're like a Ferris wheel, except, you know, you'd be spinning around. What do you prefer, Harry? Oh, serious question for you, Joseph. Would you, have, uh, would you rather have a skeleton face or one finger on each hand? Sam came up with a new term. Uh, What's the term? Emo adults. <laughs> emo adults? Yes. And he hates emo adults. And I love that he hates emo adults. Oh, it's a beautiful term. That's my favorite part of touring is when things go a little squirrely. Yeah. And so we start uh, presenting options, such as <laughs> the one we just heard, 
you know, the one thing that we fail to do during these little personal choice quizzes is illustrating our final decisions of the horrific creature we've decided to become. <laughs> but I will say that without fail, whenever there's a skeleton face option, people yeah. always go with that. Oh, okay. That, yeah, again, those are just examples of the rando conver convos, rando convos that you have in the in the van. Um, May I interject for a second? Yeah. I do, I do enjoy the fact that we have the long drives early yeah. because, uh, you know, I feel as though the mental breakdown that was occurring generally happens after about three weeks of touring. Yeah. But it happened super fast on this tour. It did. We fast paced it. Which was a load it. of it was a load of fun. <laughs> I, I mean, I was getting fairly naked after the first night. <laughs> it, we did. It's as if we fast paced everything because it was a yeah, short the shirt, tour. The shirt came off a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Um, and then, so next, we're in Oklahoma City. We had a nice time there. We saw some other bands, and most importantly, we uh, well, we played a show. But most importantly, we played pickleball, and uh, that was fun. Aside from the wind. I'm glad I brought all those paddles. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed yourselves. Um, and then we got, I didn't know anything about it, but we were playing a small festival called Bushy Head Festival the day after Oklahoma City. And uh, it was a little ambiguous as to what this festival was like, for sure for me, and it seemed like for everyone else. But, you know, we headed out there to Kansas, Oklahoma, and um, here's a little description of the approach to Bushyhead. Driving down a road that is, we haven't seen cars for know, about 10 minutes. Feel like we're in the woods. At the Bushyhead Farms Music Festival. We're apprehensive. I feel like Adam's the and discussing who's like going to die first once we arrive. No, I don't think you die first. Yeah. I think you're the best. I hope I die heroically. Uh, no, I'm trying to save you. You're going to die pissing in a hand. Okay, and then I got a little recording of the arrival. It's a little bit difficult to hear, but uh, um, here we are. We're arriving at the, what did we see first? The campground we saw first. We saw tents first, and then we pulled up to a metal barn. Right here on the left. No way. Yes yeah. way. Right here. Sit. Right. Bushy Head. Coachella, who? This is gonna be my new favorite yeah. festival. Right here. Start coming, just hang out. No way. Turn. Oh, this is for real. You are here. Sick. Yes. It's the best festival ever. It's like well, they fail for it, guys. <laughs> oh, we're in an idol show. We're good. Although these three. Harry, this weird enough for you? Nah. Howdy. <laughs> How you doing? How are we going? Good, good. Uh, yeah. Right, now we're, we're playing, we're playing. Okay. Yeah. Two, there's six of us. <laughs> yeah, there's a, yeah. Yeah, a whole, whole big old band full. We're playing last. 9.30, yeah, that's yep. right. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> our, our load ends at 7. I, I want to tell you something, Harry, that I think that that guy murdered someone wearing an idol shirt. He just doesn't know much about them. <laughs> that guy does not look like he was his idol. Hey, man. There's some, like... <laughs> We're dead, man. We are fucking dead. So that's our arrival. It seemed uh, we weren't sure what was going on. They thought it was only two of us. I, yeah, I, I, 
I don't want to be disrespectful. No. Um, but, uh, so I don't, I, I'm sorry if, if any of that sounded disrespectful, but you know, it's like the, the, the festival was in a place called Kansas, Oklahoma. It was, it was a random email, but then I forwarded to our booking agent. And then when it came through, uh, I was, you know, I was like, great, we're going to die. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't tell you this, Joe, when I asked you to do this tour of this, but, uh, I figured if I was going to die, I might as well die with somebody who I consider a brother. Oh. Or, or at least we could fight to get out. And I thought if we orphaned our children, our partners would raise them together. Yeah, which they but, would. But, uh, you know, I, I, I love, you know, full disclosure, I love playing festivals like this. Yes. They, they always end up being the greatest festivals ever. And this was an incredible festival. It was. And you always wind up saying, yeah. you always wind up saying, this is going to be a big festival in a few years. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get a t-shirt. Darn it. Um. Here's a little bit more of our arrival, and uh, I believe our liaison. I do have a band. Question. I have a band. For me. We got demos. I'll leave one with you. Oh, yeah. I'd love one. Okay. Thank you. Know you. Any I'll take a band. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Just and we're delighted to have you here. Yeah, thank we're you. I'm Joe. Here. Joe, I'm Keith. Keith, nice Pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you. you. Keith, I'm taking my pants off. Okay, that's fine. Cool. People do that around me all the time. It's kind of odd. It's kind of give off a good energy. Yeah, yeah you know, it's like, okay. How's it going? How's it has been going? going very well. What time do you all play? Nine is the last. Okay, uh, let me check. We've got a bit of weather coming in. I heard. That's what uh, we heard. It's not supposed to rain till midnight. It's Stop not supposed soon. to hit till later. All right. Okay. And we've got volunteers to help haul gear and, and all that. Yeah, we have a contingent plan. Yeah, we do have a, okay. a backup plan. We play the barn, barn, right? What a, yeah. See, and then Keith, such a warm greeting. And you were taking your pants off, and he said people do that all the time. He didn't care. Yeah, I need to change my pants. So anyways, that, that ended up being great. And then a couple really great things happened. Uh, one being a knipple. We were worried about the rain and playing outside. So we asked the band, I believe it's knipple, to switch spots with us, and they obliged. And um, wait, well, you're skipping a whole bunch of stuff, man. Oh, what am I skipping? Like where the stage was, <laughs> where you had, you had to climb down this like very steep hill, holding onto a rope. Right. And in order to get to the stage, you had to drive like ten minutes through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tons of tons of turns and everything. And when we were going down there in the dark. Our, our, you know, Todd's, uh, Todd's wife was escorting us and, uh, she may or may not have been on acid, but I remember what, and I was in the van with Adam and at one point she made us, we thought we were going to the stage, but instead she took us to go look at a tree. Oh, I wasn't there. I didn't even <laughs> so know we about went this. Out of, we went out of our way to go look at a tree and she's like, careful, careful. <laughs> Don't drive too close to the tree because the thorns will puncture your tires. <laughs> So we got out and we looked at this cool thorny tree that would have punctured our tires. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I guess I should take you to the stage now. We thought she was taking us to the stage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was wild. Yeah, it was we wild. Can... Again, there was a threat of a serious thunderstorm and we didn't want to be playing outside or our show to get canceled. So we asked Knipple to switch with us and, and if they would play in the barn. And it worked out. And uh, thank you to them for being so flexible that was nice of them so we get settled in sort of and we walk down to the stage and there's a band playing and it's a two-piece oh, and there yeah. are these kids and i believe it's 
the proprietor's son. Is that right? Yeah, it was Todd's son. And they're called Fantasy Ice Cream, and I absolutely loved it. And here's a recording of it. And then uh, another musical surprise was, I didn't know anything about this. I don't know if anyone else did, but after we got done playing, we started packing up and I walked up to the barn, which was our backstage. And I was with Harry and (laughs) (laughs) I heard a brass band in the background and this brass band sound kept coming closer and closer to Harry. And it in fact was a brass procession it was king cabbage brass band from tulsa and they had walked from the stage through the campground up to the where they were playing and it was amazing that band was good and it was the rhythm section of knipple the bass player and the drummer are the rhythm section did you know that was happening ryan well, while you were walking up that hill, yeah, we were we were driving through the oh yeah pitch black woods like, around bends, and we went over like a like a little river that the land bridge to get across it was exactly the width of the van. Yeah, otherwise it would go into a gutter. So we were trying to avoid hitting campers, and we got we went up two pretty extreme hills, and as we were just traveling through the darkness, we heard this noise. And out of the extreme darkness came this brass band. It was an, it, it was, it was crazy. insane. It yeah. was insane. Listen to this. What's happening right now? Well, there seems to be some sort of brass band. And where are we? We're in Kansas, Oklahoma at the Bushyhead Farm Festival. And there's a brass band coming at us. All I have to say is Coachella who. <laughs> yeah. Holy smokes. Holy smokes. Holy smokes doesn't begin to cover it. I'm neck deep in the This is amazing. I'm gonna walk into the middle of this. And I proceeded to walk into the middle, and it was really fun. And then they went in the garage, and they just blew everyone's mind, and everyone was dancing for a half hour. And yeah, you and Sam disappeared. We couldn't find you. For we were a while. dancing together. It was great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it was awesome, man. That festival rules. It really does. So um, we um, we moved on, and then in fact, it started pouring on the way home. And we also ran into an interesting toll, which... Do you remember that toll? What what was was up with that toll? Uh, It required exact coin change. (laughs) And no other form of payment. (laughs) And no other form of payment, to the point where you have... 
they <laughs> if you back your car up, there is a change machine <laughs> to make change with your dollar bills. We have to get change from this machine to pay that machine in coins. <laughs> this is stupid. Oh, this. this is so dumb. Come on, oh, give daddy. save this for you and I only shared it with one person but did you know that I got chased in Austin when I was running chased by who a uh, drug addict oh really in a neighborhood that your dad told me not to run in whoa yeah that's cool yeah it was I strange mean, I feel like I feel like that's something that Peloton needs <laughs> Adam today I was running where where are we North Austin. Yeah. I was running behind our hotel. Seems like a only okay neighborhood, not terrible. And I had the old AirPods in, which for me shuts me out of the rest of the world. And I wanted to run exactly two miles, so I ran to a point and then I just turned around. While I was running the first direction, I noticed a dude that just kind of looked sketchy. And that's it. I just kind of noticed him. When I turned back around, I passed him again, and I hit a like a stoplight, so I stopped running, turned green, I started running again, and a car honked at me in the middle of the intersection, and the dude was chasing me and was really close to me in the middle of the intersection. And I didn't hear him coming. I mean, had I not had my AirPods in, I would have <laughs> sensed on heard that. And it was... Fucking terrifying. I don't even know what he wanted. I got chased this morning. Oh, that's funny. <sighs> wow. Scary. So what constitutes a sketchy look? I don't know. He just was kind of like... He was actually standing in some bushes. <laughs> like, not in the bushes, but it was just like a strange spot for a dude just to be standing. That's and like the quintessential, uh, like, yeah. neighborhood creeper yeah. that, you could, that you draw. Like, there, look out for this guy. <laughs> he wasn't hiding. It was just he was in a, I think, precarious spot. A strange spot to be standing in a busy intersection. Uh, what was yeah. his and he was wearing a red sweatshirt and it was filthy. So, anyways, I don't know the what... The only I, reason I ask is that the last two nights in a row, I think it's since I've got this jacket... 
Yeah. Your, your coach jacket? The, yeah. Coach Steve. Exactly. I'm talking to Coach Steve, Steve here. That I have been asked three times <laughs> if I am staying in this hotel and to prove it. <laughs> oh, my God. And it, this is a coach jacket for the listeners. This is a nylon, classic blue nylon coach jacket. But I kind of look, I look like I either you look could like, be a lot lizard or... Really? Yeah, or, or like I'm getting free coffee at a hotel. I kind of accept that. Okay. Well, it's so far from what I think you look like. And really? you look like a guy who teaches kids how to play baseball. <laughs> I mean that's nice. Not a lot, yeah. not a lot, lizard. I caught a glimpse of myself. I was like, oh, I get it. Maybe we should uh, ask some people what they think of you. Here comes a guy. He's gonna creep yeah, around the back. He's got a similar jacket. He's gonna see what's in the back of our van. Why is he smoking right there next to this fucking pump? He's gonna do a little door check on us here. Oh no. Locked up tight here. Yeah. He found a coat hanger. Oh, he's just he's just scoping out the wares. Yeah, I, we're sitting in a gas station. I just thought that he yeah. might... I'll, uh, I'll let him do his thing. He might blow us up by smoking a cigarette yeah. in next to a pump. There we go. <laughs> Let's go. And we're safe. The fellas are getting tacos at Taqueria... Lucharito. I know, that's what we're yeah, saying. Fucking night stalker. Yeah, yeah. A ten year old was making our tacos, a ten year old with a dirty fingernails. And uh yeah, and the night stalker guy who was smoking by the pump, he actually just walked over and stood like five feet away from us and just stared at Kevin. I think he wanted to kiss yeah. Kevin or kill Kevin. Yeah. So then we moved on. We were heading towards Houston next where I don't even remember. We probably had an okay show, but there was a lot of uh, drama around the Houston show. We had a lot of trouble with sound check and I'll let you talk about anything else that happened, Ryan. But first, in our kind of two hour sound check, you wrote a piece of music, which I loved. Um, oh, and it yeah. sounds like this. Ryan's percussion solo. Alright, could I please get that uh, kick again? That percussion was uh, what my head felt like after that was hour two and probably the 50th time I had to hit my kick drum. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that was a tough sound check. It happens to everyone, uh, but it was funny how long it took. Um, it's not a criticism. It just happened, and we were losing our minds, and I believe your percussion illustrates that perfectly. Oh, you know, I, you know, just to put some uh, shed some light on the earlier Flagstaff lie, the Flagstaff experience the last time we played that venue was a six-hour sound check. <laughs> So that was nothing. No, that, that, Houston was nothing. That actually resulted in a show that had a lot of mistakes and monitors and mics not working yeah. after six hours of sound checking. So that's why I lied to them and said we were never playing that venue again. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you, Houston. Uh, that, that was a rough show. Good. You know, we had we had merchandise lifted from the table, and we also had uh, merchandise money. Lifted from our money bag. Yeah. Uh, in a strange way. They left some money in it. 
in a very strange way. They 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 very smartly uh, took only the big currency and left the change and like a twenty, so that if we glanced in there while we were making exchanges of merchandise goods, we wouldn't notice that the money was stolen. Yeah, I guess that was. But the then most... when I. It was a really smart move. Just steal all the twenties. So if you learn anything, this—that's how you you steal because they got away with it. They got away with it, and we uh, we don't know uh, we don't know exactly who took that money, but there was a finite amount of people given access to the area in which the money existed. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we we packed up and got out of that Houston venue and made it back to Austin, and. Um, it wasn't a long drive, but everyone felt a little cuckoo. And, you know, Sam's a little bit cuckoo, and Ryan wanted him to do some sort of fun promo for the Austin show, some TikTok video kind of stuff. And uh, here's a here's a couple takes of it. Hey, where are we going? We're going to Austin, Texas. And what are we doing there? We're playing the parish, the new and, parish. And then what? Then we're playing songs, and it's going to be kick-ass. Be excited. Three, two... One, Sam. Yes. We are off to Austin, Texas. <laughs> I am being filmed by multiple cameras. Focus on that camera. Three, two, one. Let's try one where you have yeah, a Yeah, Austin, Texas. Parish. Rock and roll. Good stuff. Uh, fun times. Uh, and then we go so that was three examples of it. Uh, he, it took, he had to do a lot of takes, didn't he, Ryan? <laughs> Yeah, he had, yeah, he had, you know, from a good old country boy from Boston, Massachusetts. It kind of took him a while to get a hang of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. But anyways, we are we Austin, of course, was good as usual. Um, My dad did some sketches of us sound checking. Yeah, and we had some sushi, and uh, I hung out with. I met Zach Blair for the first time um, in person. Uh, everything went good in Austin as usual. Chris. Sound person extraordinaire. I loved. Oh, she was amazing. She was great. She was great. So we hit the sack and we got the longest drive of the tour to El Paso the next day. Um, And the truck stops had been kind of ordinary through this whole trip. And um, we finally hit this one here. I have no idea where it was. It was five hours into the seven to eight hour drive. Um, And here's a little taste of it. How are we feeling about this drive, fellas? Where are we, by the way? Anyone know? Where? About two hours away. Feels like we're in the middle of fucking Two hours from where? Two hours from, uh... Your maker. El Paso. El Paso. Yeah. Yeah. How long have we been driving, Kevin? Uh, it feels like all day. I think it has been all day. (laughs) Maybe that's because it's been all day. Yeah. Harry and I both listened to the Dead Cross record separately. And there's an Indian restaurant here in the middle of nowhere. I love that. In Texas. This is the longest drive of the trip. I thought the other one was. This is seven, eight hours. And uh, we'll be in El Paso to hopefully play pickleball. If it's not dark. And then sleep. And then uh, last show in Phoenix. Ryan, what didn't that truck stop have? Name one thing they didn't have. Ooh. See? I know. Oh, it's maybe someone to clean the bathroom that we had to use. Yeah, I guess that was it. Well, yeah. Bathroom skills. It wasn't a, yeah. But man, that store had everything. It had Native American novelty 
jewelry. It had gun holsters. It had some live animals. It had Indian Le- food. Leather chaps. It had leather chaps. It had leather chaps. It had um, kind of an Asian section, Asian toy section. Yeah. Um, incredible, rich. All the games. I wanted to eat the Indian food, but we didn't have time. Seemed risky. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I was so happy, though, to have that experience there. Because that, that scratched my truck stop itch for sure. I wish they had... Oh, you know what? You know, I, I know what it didn't have, Joe. What? It didn't have sh- peanuts in, sh- in the shell. I was looking for that. They didn't oh, have it. Oh, that's right. They actually didn't have that. That's what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Daddy Honus was in the mood to shell some peanuts in a van. <laughs> <laughs> like I was at a ball game. <laughs> it's kind of a relaxing thing to do. Do you just throw the shells in the in the well down to right and kick them out when you get out of the van? Yeah, that's how you do it, baby. All right. You get back to the earth. Yeah. Well, we finally made it to uh, El Paso, and I don't know. Oh, I, Sam and I went to dinner and at Eloise, and um, what'd you do in El Paso? Uh, Coach Steve and I went to go see Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Oh, yeah. And it was really good. That's right. And we, you know, it was really good, and... There was a couple other families in the theater, and I'm sure it didn't look great that two uh, swarthy men in, in in their middle age were hanging out in the back row of a theater for a children's movie, <laughs> laughing yeah. uh, and dancing. But yeah. uh, we did it. Did yeah. get arrested? I did it yesterday with an eight-year-old man. Yeah, it was fun. That's okay if you bring a child. <laughs> if you're two, if you're two mustache guys in the back row of a movie theater for children, not a good look. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, we got a good night's sleep. Uh, and and then um, side note, uh, Coach Steve and I almost every night had a always had a real laugh before we fell asleep. And it was about all kinds of stuff. We had a character that we made up that hopefully will wind up in your guys' movie. Um, but anyways, next morning, uh, before the next seven-hour drive, Sam and I went running, and this is what it sounded like. Dogs. Me and Sam were running, and every corner has a dog. We're in El Paso. Those are big ones. There's a lot of little ones, but they all seem pretty chill. Did we come on this street or the next one? <laughs> I got I to gotta add that, uh, you know, Sam smells like meat. So I'm sure that, <laughs> sure that didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was it. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so next day we're heading final show. We're going to... Uh, the old Rebel Lounge, and you guys had all p- yeah. played there before. I thought it was a cool place. Uh, we got a little description of the Rebel Lounge from Harry here. You know, we're headed to Phoenix to play the world-famous Rebel Lounge. Yes. What do we have to look forward to the Gosh. Rebel Lounge? I've never been there. Well, the thing about the Rebel Lounge is if you want to drink, you have to stand in the back of the room, which on a good night means that all the kids are up front partying. Right. But on a bad night means that all your fans are 45 feet from the stage. Now here's the silver lining. Because it's in Phoenix, Arizona, the water tastes terrible. 
Oh, also, th- also, there's no green room. Oh, there's no green room. Did we have that experience? We didn't. No, because it wasn't all ages. It wasn't all ages, and a lot of people showed up. Yeah, it was a fun show. And, you know, I had a couple interesting interactions with people. Yeah, what happened? One of them was this guy. He had to be in his early 60s. He was, he was, he was a very nice, energetic fella with a great head, head of hair. And he'd come to shows in the past, and he came the last time he came to a show, I gave him a baseball card. Because Dylan and I used to have this thing where we'd buy little packs of football or baseball cards, and I put one, a new one on his drum every night, right? Yeah. So I had this Mike Torres baseball card, right? Yep. He was a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. So I gave him the card, and he told me that he had a son who's in high school now, 6'4", his name is Thor, and he's a pitcher, and then he was scouted recently by the guy who discovered Mike Torres. Oh, my God. That's wild, right? Yeah. yeah, that's wild. I didn't catch Later that. Later on, I met. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I met a couple, and uh, they said the last time they came to our show was at Flagstaff. Flagstaff keeps coming back, man. You yeah. can't get away from it. You can. And she was super pregnant, and uh, they had me kiss her belly, which I was okay with. This is pre-COVID, mind you. Yeah. I kissed her belly, and the next day the baby was born. Whoa. A little, a little girl, and they gave her middle name. Her middle name is Ryan in my honor since I kissed her belly. Jeepers. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It, it seems like Arizona is our place. Your place. <laughs> my place, yeah. <laughs> but I had a great burrito after the show. Oh, God. I had a great one before, but it was uh, too full. Too full. But I think w- that last show uh, in review, I'm going to re- do a review. I think that was our best one. It was my best one. Yeah, we um, yeah, you crushed it. I wish I wish we we had like another three or four weeks of touring. I know we were we talking be, about that. We'd be good. We would have been phenomenal <laughs> after that tour. Um, God. So that was it. Um, and I wanted to um to give a little. Uh, I wanted to dedicate a little bit of time to Coach Steve. So I have a little uh, conversation I had with him here. Coach Steve. What up, bro? You're being recorded. Thanks for all the safe driving. Um, now, I know this is what you do for a living. What's your next move? Who you who you going with? I'm just going to try to stay out on the road, stay away from my kid as long as possible. Yeah, you got uh, something going on at home? I mean, I'm just trying to stay stay out here as long as possible. It's the only, only place that I, I can keep my mind turned off. Okay. You were a great roommate. How was I? How would you rate me as a great roommate? Six stars, man. Seven going on seven. You were great. Your lips were great. I mean, you smelled good. Very tender guy. Easy going. Joseph. Taught you a couple things about lipstick, or chapstick, right? Taught me a couple things about a lot of things. Coach Steve, who is uh, has dual per- personality. Adam Halferty plays music. He opened for us and drove for us. 
sold merch. Anyways, that was a little. Uh, that's that was the other personality, Coach Steve. And uh, and Adam and I we're, we're currently trying to make a movie. So if you got two million dollars, you can hit up Joe and uh, hit me up or Ryan. You can call either or, of us. Or me, you can hit me up. You can call call either of us, and we'll make this movie happen. Yeah. Um, all right, Ryan. So that was it. That was our last show. Here's what we sounded like right before. All right, it. fellas. Thank you for your support. Hey, look at it. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, it's thank been you, fun. Ooh, yeah. All right, let's do a video here. Do a selfie video. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It was a fun. It was last a fun. show. Last show. Right on. We'll get it down tonight. Uh, How are you? Uh, oh, good. Oh! Oh! Hug. Sound of men yeah, hugging. Hell yeah. Three slaps on the back. Hug. Because we don't show affection without violence. That's it. And then we were done. We went and tore the roof off, let's say, relatively speaking. And, uh, and then we were out. And Ryan, I was apprehensive. I was scared. Thanks for f- forcing me to do it. Oh, my Tricking God, me into not. doing it. You're phenomenal, Joe. You know, we're just a couple old road dogs. Why couldn't I say no? Because you wanted to, you wanted I tried. to play with me. I know. I know, but... I tried. I, because I, I believe in you, Joe. You said the songs are easy. Don't worry about it. They the songs are, are easy. easy. They are not. They're easy, and you believe in me, and I believe... That's you true. believed in me for 20 years, Joe, and I believe in you. That's true, Ryan. And uh, we did it. And thank you, man. I appreciate it. It's, and we it have was more really shows good. coming up. We have three more shows coming up. And I get to play Pappy and Harrods for the first time. Get to go to the big city of Los Angeles and uh, visit San Diego, which we haven't been. November 6th, November 8th, November 9th. <laughs> man, Tickets man, live. Available. San Diego sold out. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it, Ryan. I just wanted to say thanks. And uh, really, was uh, it enhanced my life. Thank you, Forever. Joe. Pleasure was all mine. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Be good, my sweet man. It's always a pleasure. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Dude. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Oh. Great work on you. Oh. Drive safe. Get that? I got it. I always, I'm always... Hi. I gave Sam those booklets that were in there. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Drive safe. Yeah. Be thanks. careful. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you, uh, see you in LA in two weeks. Hey, Sam. Two weeks. If you guys get tired, pull over and get ice cream. That's what my mom says. You're welcome. I like that advice. It's nice. Yeah. You're welcome, my pepperoni daddy. All right, bye. All right. Love you all. Thank you very much. Right. You guys be safe. It's done. Bye, Ryan. Don't be scared. Drive safe. And there they go. And there they go. They're leaving. It's done. It's done. Sam, they left.